Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Don McLean uh, and Vincent, of course, the uh, the song all about Vincent van Gogh. Now then, Vincent in Brixton by Nicholas Wright is being performed at the Lace Market Theatre, uh, opening the studio uh, section, 20th to the 24th of September. And I'm very pleased uh, to, to be able to find out more about this uh, this play, which I know nothing at all about, from the person who's playing Vincent. Uh, and it's Jake Turner. Good morning, Jake. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not not bad at all. Not bad at all. So sure. now then, um, just before we get on to the play itself, let's find out a little bit more about you. So when oh, okay. and how did you become interested in acting? Well, I mean, I, it's always been a passion of mine since I was a kid. I, I got very excited once because I played Ruben in uh, Joseph and the Technical Dreamcoat in primary school and they made me do a Texan accent for a song. And uh, while it was terrible, as you can imagine, six years old, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And from there, I kind of just sort of I saw it more as a passion. I was going to do it at uni, but then I was like, mm, I also quite like books, so I might stick with that. And then I found helped helped found a uh, theatre company up north, Postcard Theatre. And then from there, I've just sort of been yeah, sort of moving around and getting like you know just trying out different acting things, you know, theatre, short films, uh, voiceover work. So, yeah, it's just been a big passion of mine for a long time. And it's nice to finally, like, get back into it properly. Because recently it's been, a, you know, I've been doing quite a few things. So that's been really nice. And, um, yeah. So where, where about, you say, sort of founded this theatre company up north. So are, are you not from Nottingham then? No, originally I am. Originally I am. But I went up north for the university. Because ah. I thought, well, you know, I need, I need to be a man of the world. So I need to travel <laughs> somewhere. So I thought, well, where's, where's as far as I can go? And I thought, Cumbria, that's as far north without going to Scotland. Um, so I went, I went all the way up there, um, which was right lovely. They've got some great fields, um, very friendly cows up there. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that. Yeah, <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> but, then they, um, but then, yeah, I thought after, you know, it's quite a small community up there. It's very sort of, you know, isolated, especially with like the art. There is some great sort of arts venues and things up there but there's you know there's a lot more sort of range and sort of down south and i thought about the london thing but i thought you know what before i try that I'll, I'll go back to my home in nottingham and try and get like you know some some work down there and try and do some like local things and get back into it properly before i you know make the big step and maybe go down to london or something okay now then tell us about your audience choice award uh, last year from the actors workshop Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, we were sort of just asked on a whim if we wanted to do a sort of monologue jam. They, I think they do it every year. So this Nexus um, sort of East Midlands sort of uh, networking event um, and they put on a monologue show and they asked a lot of us if we would write our own material or if we would just perform a monologue. Um, and I was, I, I, admittedly, I was going through a bit of a bit of a lull at the time. Um, you know, jobs weren't going too well and everything. So I thought, you know what, I'll write something about not being able to write something. Um, so I just wrote this really sort of slightly, I mean, angrier than I would be. I'm, I'm quite a calm person, but I thought I'll make quite like an angry monologue. So I thought I'll take people off guard. Um, so I just wrote one about not being able to write a monologue. And I uh, sent a video in, didn't think it would really do well, to be quite honest, because, well, you know, that's what artists think. They don't think great of their own work. Um, and yeah, and then it, it got through and then went to perform it at the Nexus at, at um, Antenna in Nottingham. And, um, yeah, we did the showcase, and at the end, um, we got the sort of audience choice award, which I was very surprised of, but very happy. It made me very emotional, but it was it was a brilliant night. I still live it in my dreams nightly, so, yeah. <laughs> That's irony, that uh, um, the, the play you wrote, was it? Definite irony. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Antenna, is that the one on Beck Street, just on the corner? 
It is, yeah. That's I thought so. Yeah, I thought I knew the place. So, now another thing that uh, that you've you've uh, appeared in um, is the music video for Brucey's Playground. Now, how did that come yeah. to be? To be quite honest, I'm not sure. I think that was also through the Actors Workshop. I've still never really got to the bottom of how they did. They just contacted me on a whim and just said, "Oh, would you, do you fancy being in a music video?" Um, I thought, well, yeah, I've never done a music video before. That's cool. And then they told me I'd be playing a chav, which um, was quite a strange thing for me because I would say I'm the least chavvy person in appearance and in sort of, you know, mentality that you could ever meet. So it was, it was actually quite a challenge, even though I'm only in the actual music video for basically three seconds. <laughs> but that, my angry face is in there. So, you know, show my range. So that's good. For anybody who's not seen it, go and have a look at it. And it's right at the beginning uh, and, uh, and it's pushing somewhere for about three oh. seconds so but i spotted you i spotted you so oh thank you yeah well, thank you that means a lot actually because <laughs> i did think my, my, my a lot of my family were like are you actually in this music video are you, are you? and i was like yeah if you just pause it right at the start you'll say you'll that's see. right yeah so, <laughs> now then let's move on to vincent uh, and vincent oh, van gogh you you play vincent van gogh in the do, uh, yeah. nicholas wright play uh, vincent in brixton at the lace market theater uh, so tell us what the play is all about so obviously we know a lot about Vincent's later life, you know, when he was back in Holland and he was doing all his famous paintings. But what you, people don't know about is his early life because he did have quite a, he's a, I think even without him being an artist, he would be quite an interesting person of history because of just how he, well, according to sources, how he conducted himself. Um, so this play sort of takes place in his early 20s. Um, and he's just, he's been in London a little while. He's working for an art dealership called Goopal, which I believe is still going. Um, and he's sort of trying to find his way, like he's a little bit, you know, he's, he's a little bit out there, he's, the, the sort of Londoners aren't very used to his sort of outlook on life and his personality, and he's, uh, yeah, quite a strange character to them, um, and to him, everything's exciting, it's new, it's different, so he's still got that sort of artist um, sort of eye about him, you know, everything's a wonder, he's always examining things, um, but yeah, the play follows him as he moves into the house of um, a very lovely lady, uh, and she, he falls in love with the daughter, which, according to sources, is true. Um, there is a house in Brick Brixton, I think it's the, now the museum for Vincent Van Gogh, um, where that, that is where the play is actually set in that house. Um, and it's more just kind of about how Vincent comes into these people's lives, and he doesn't, I wouldn't say he messes with their lives deliberately, but he definitely does change their lives in some way. It's um, it's one of those plays that's mainly fictional. It's mainly fictional account of his life, isn't it? But with some yes. facts thrown in, just just to spice yeah. it up a little bit, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's always artistic license for things like this. I feel, um, and you know, that's good. It, I feel like it gets the message across that you know actually happened, while also taking a few liberties here and there, which you know, fine. So, what's the the time period of his life that it actually covers within this play then? So we start, I believe, I, it's 18, in the 1870s we start, I believe, and um, we move through to, I believe it's four years. By, so by Act 4, we've moved on about four years. Um, so we, we see the characters sort of when they're first, uh, in a way, starting their lives, and then we get to the conclusion by Act 4. So the, uh, the young couple that live in the house, they've had a, they've had a baby and they've got another one on the way. Uh, the lady of the house, Ursula, has gone from being this, you know, very prominent school mistress and teacher to being quite a sad character and feeling, you know, very alone and very dis disheartened with life and things like that. And then we move on with Vincent, especially, comes in and he's a 
sort of well-traveled, well-dressed uh, art dealer. By the end, he's um, shouting about God and he's wearing a lot of clothes with holes in them. Wow. So yeah, it, it covers his sort of 20 to 24-year-old period then. Yes. Uh, I suppose, yes, r- right at, yeah. uh, right at the, uh, the, the beginning, I suppose, of his, uh, of his life. But, I mean, he's, he's a very interesting character. Um, he is, and sort of reading up about him, he, he was, uh, I mean, he had psychotic episodes and delusions and uh, drank heavily, didn't look after yeah. himself health-wise. Um, yeah, something you wouldn't really expect from somebody who came from his background, I suppose. No, not at all. No, no, he's definitely. They, they call him at one point a black sheep in the play, and I think that's quite an apt sort of description of him, you know, throughout his life. He was a very sort of uh, different kind of man to what people might expect that kind of man to be in his position. Mm, and uh, suffered from depression as well, um, well as well, yeah, late, yeah, later definitely. on in, in his life, uh, which, which is how he died. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, co- of course. Committed suicide by revolver. Um, so shot himself in the chest. So quite a sad individual towards the end of his life. So I suppose this beginning bit, it's, it's nice to see a more buoyant Vincent. Yes, yeah, it's definitely, he's definitely a bit more uh, energised and a bit more excited about what life might hold for him. Um, but that isn't to say that there aren't sort of glimpses of where later on his sort of, you know, mentality is going to take him. There's moments in the play where you do see, while, even in Act 1, while he starts off very sort of, you know, um, excited and kind of, in a way, kind of naive, he's got this sort of like innocence about him. Even towards the end of Act 1, you're kind of starting to see, you know, his other side, um, his bitterness, his jealousy, um, his depression as well comes into play. And that, that does actually become a big part of the play during the second act um, with Ursula because she's also feeling quite depressed. And I, in a way, I thought that's what makes him realise that he is also you know, struggling with something. It's where he comes to realise, actually, yeah, I'm also struggling. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. It's it's an interesting place, and I, I know nothing at all about the place. So I'll I'll be seeing this sort of from you know sort of not knowing really that much about it. Um, but looking through the information uh, that's there, um, I love the bit which says he discovers a house filled with secrets. So oh, the, yeah. the, there's secrets to be discovered in this house. Yes, there's a few. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, <laughs> let, let's just let's just say it would make a very good episode of EastEnders. But, you know what? Funnily enough, I was I was thinking, uh, reading through the information online um, about Vincent Van Gogh, he does have quite a, a soap opera life, doesn't he? Yeah, it, you know, yeah, if, if soap operas were sort of being made back in the 1800s, I think his life would have made a damn good one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel that you could just do a whole sort of series about his life and it would make a very good drama. Um, even without much actually happening, just sort of following him about in his daily like, business would probably make a very good drama. Mm. Yes, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, take, uh, if you like, especially with it being sort of part fictional and part uh, uh, facts uh, in there. So, uh, so, yeah, it's going to be educational and entertaining, methinks. Um, well, that's so. what we hope so. Yeah, we hope so. Mm. So, is this your first part with the Lace Market Theatre then? It is, yes, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's very exciting um, because I only sort of auditioned. I, I saw that I've always kind of had like quite interested in Vincent Van Gogh anyway. I mean, with, you know, Don McLean especially. I've loved that song since I was a kid. Um, and then, you know, through that sort of found his artwork. And yeah, I've always found him quite a sort of compelling character of history. Um, yeah. Um, and here you are playing, 
playing the man himself. I know, yeah, it feels very strange. I just thought, you know what, I've seen the, saw the advert for the player, I thought, you know what, that sounds fun. I've always wanted to play him, so let's give it a go. And then, yeah, I got the part, and it's been it's been quite a challenge in some ways, but it's been it's been so much fun to sort of explore someone who is so turbulent and so sort of like not, he's not a very black and white character. He's got a lot of things going on at once. His mind's always sort of like wandering and racing about different things. Um, and it's really fun to try and like put that across um, and especially like the journey as well from through the acts of like how he goes from this sort of happy, jolly kind of uh, whimsical character to being this very sort of intense and very religious and very sort of um, unsure of himself character. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited to be doing this at Lace Market as well, because I've seen very a lot of shows there um, and they're always pretty good. They're always brilliant. Um and like the people behind the scenes as well, especially, are great. And for this, I feel that the cast is like absolutely perfect. I don't know anyone else that could have played these parts. Um, like we've, we've even in Act Three, we've only got uh, Vincent's sister Anna is in it, and um, she's only in one act. Um, but we've um, got an actor, Alex uh, Milligan. She's playing Anna, and she does a great job of sort of emulating me as Vincent. And so yeah, it's been it's been so much fun. So I can't wait for people to see it. And not only that, I notice as well uh, that then, you know, you must be uh, just right for this part because you've both got the beard and the, uh, the moustache. Oh, and yeah. it's the right <laughs> colour as well. So you've saved makeup a bit of a job there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was there was talk of maybe, you know, at the start having a clean shaven face. So I get rid of the beard and then making a beard for the later act out of my own beard. But unfortunately, we're not going with that. We're just going to keep the beard now. <laughs> Shave it all off, give it to the special well, effects department and, or, or <laughs> costume department, and they'll make your make your beard out of your beard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful <laughs> stuff. I can't wait to come down and see because it's going to be, uh, as I say, a bit of an education for me because uh, I, only, I only know sort of what what's out there um, about Vincent Van Gogh. So hopefully, I'm going to be entertained and educated as as well. How can we get That's tickets uh, for this, Jake? Well, there is there is the website, the Lace Market Theatre website. Um, you can also pop in to the box office, and they were they've got some very friendly staff there that will happily get you a ticket. And tickets range from ten pounds to twelve pounds. Um, and we've got two shows on the Saturday as well. Don't forget, we've got the matinee and the evening performance. So, plenty plenty of chances to come down and see it. Brilliant stuff, and I'm sure it's going to get sold out pretty quickly as well because it's oh, the first. It's the first of the new season, isn't it? it so, is. uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. So it opens op- it off with a bang. Yes, opens the season twentieth to the twenty fourth of September. Uh, it's in the studio, which is upstairs um, at the uh, at the Lace Market Theatre. So. Uh, Get in, get, get in there first so that you can pick your seats as well because uh, there's no ticketed uh, seats. It's, it's just go up there and choose your own seats. So make sure you get a, a good seat in there. Um, oh, yeah. And as you say, it's uh, weekdays 7.30, Saturday matinee at 2.30 and uh, then again 7.30 uh, in the evening. Uh, it's it's going to be a great show. and I can't wait to see to see you in there as well. No, thank um, you. So. Thank you. Yeah, well, we hope, like I say, hope we can, I th- everyone else will be fine. And we hope we can, like say, educate and entertain. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure you will indeed, sir. Jake, it's been lovely to speak to you and find out a little bit more you about too. you and uh, and Vincent as well. And we'll, we'll see you down there on the 20th. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. Not a pleasure. problem. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. 
Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did, and thank you. Thank you.